Welcome to the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of November 24th, Thanksgiving week. A lot to be uh, a lot to be thankful for in the world of dirt late model racing this week uh, and in the in the time that we live in in dirt late model racing right now. Um, and, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you, you're maybe under a rock. But big news uh, that we're going to be talking about this week on the podcast, the Eldora Million is coming back. Um, DirtOnDirt.com staff writer Joshua Joyner joined as always by the rest of the DOD editorial staff, Todd Turner, Robert Holman, and Kevin Kovac. And uh, yeah, this week, the big news that we're going to be talking about and uh, uh, sharing our thoughts on is the Eldora Million. going to be a million to win next June at Eldora Speedway. I was not, I was, I was actually, we were just talking about this. I was in middle school in eighth grade the last time the Eldora Million won when Donnie Moran won it in 2001. Uh, but these guys, I believe all three were there. So I'm going to kind of lean on them to kind of see what the, the, the significance of this and some memories from back then. Um, so we know kind of kind of talk about what to expect uh, whenever it finally rolls around uh, next season. So, uh, uh, Todd, I'll start with you. Um, you know, where, first of all, what, maybe share one quick memory from the Eldora Million last time and then just kind of your reaction to uh, when the news was announced, which, um, you know, or the, the hearing about it had coming back, your immediate thoughts and reaction uh, to that. I guess my biggest memory is is the runner-up, Steve Smith, because, you know, obviously it's a big race, and we, were, we had multiple people covering stuff, so I had I was doing a story on the runner-up who won $50,000 at that point, uh, the richest non-winner in uh, dirt late model racing history, and uh, and really a, a shocking, kind of a surprise. I mean, he, he was driving C.J. Rayburn's house car, which, you know, kind of was on and off the track, not 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 like it was, uh, you know, some hot car that, that season. And he just kind of pulled it out for Steve who didn't have a ride, uh, but did have a, a registration. I remember lots of guys registered for the race and wasn't sure what car they were going to drive. And Steve Smith indeed won, uh, or finished second, uh, in, in CJ Raymond's house car and was a little, uh, kind of had a hard time wrapping his head around it, you know, that he was ran so well to winner Donnie Moran. And uh, and also was, you know, in line to get fifty thousand dollars. It was a, it was a part of a neat uh, a neat uh, race. You know that million was, um, yeah. You know, all these guys will talk about it here. How kind of how they perceived it, but it did it feel it did feel like kind of a once in a lifetime thing uh, that day. And it's hard to imagine that we were paying somebody, you know, ten times what the biggest race before that had been. So to return to that and here 21 years later although be clear the first million was supposed to be 2000 it, it rained out it was postponed to 20 or 2001 so so we're going to have the second one in in 2022 and uh yeah huge money and again despite all the bigger purses especially here in the last several months we are talking about a payday that is um you know near life-changing for lots of these people and uh so it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot a uh, lot of excitement and interesting to see what the what the rest of the purse is going to be. I think I would say Eldora they usually keep that close to the vest up until the last couple of weeks before the race. So we'll be interesting to see what second pays. I suspect more uh, than that fifty thousand Steve Smith had, but um, um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a big deal and everybody uh, the anticipation already for a big season of big money races has been. Uh, amped up uh, x amount you know by by Eldora's announcement 
Yeah, it definitely uh, everything coming out, all these big money uh, races and big money schedules for series. Um, it just kind of, you know, it just took the cake, I guess, so to speak, by far uh, with the, the Eldora Million announcement. Uh, Kevin, what about you? What's uh, what is, what's if you had to, a quick memory from um, being at the Eldora Million in 2001 and initial reaction to the, the news of, of it coming back next year? Well, I was just happy to actually be there because, like Todd just mentioned, that race was originally supposed to be in October. And uh, and back then I was writing for Area Auto Racing News. So uh, I was covering some bigger late model races here and there, but I couldn't have got I would not have been able to go in October when it was originally scheduled because that was right up get Super Dirt Week at Syracuse in uh, New York. So uh, it was our biggest race in the Northeast all year. And, and then obviously the millions huge, but uh for big block modify racing couldn't that was our big week so but i remember i think it was probably i mean i think it was wednesday or thursday the race was postponed the whole the whole weekend was postponed until uh june of 2020 of uh 2001 because of the just pretty much horrible weather it just was crummy out and when we got the word about that and i'm like oh all right i like that that's <laughs> i'm glad it's getting postponed now i can i'll be able to make that in june and and i did i went and covered it and uh obviously the uh i, I covered some other you know races at that point i hadn't been to a world 100 first time i'd ever seen late models uh big late model race at eldora too although i'd been there for sprints and and modified stuff so uh it was uh it was uh i it wasn't like i could compare it to a world 100 the atmosphere or anything but i'm like man this must be just about what the same would be because you could just feel i think there were 235 cars there i think that's what the i think i just checked that and and that's what the field was but you could just feel the 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 anticipation of that like this is somebody's gonna win one million dollars and it's gonna be a chain like a life changer too it is and and what I remember writing about that race, one of the, one of the stories I wrote was a sidebar about Donnie Moran winning, and and one of the, I think the kind of the the angle I used about it was he was a very deserving winner. I'm like that was a guy who had at that point devoted his entire life to dirt late model racing. I thought, and and I thought that would just be somebody a veteran guy like that, and uh that that's who should win the race you know one of those guys uh, i mean uh, you'd like it sometimes could be an upset winner or something a young upstart i guess but i thought it was just cool that a donnie moran won i mean if uh, other than him would it be maybe a scott bloomquist or a freddie smith or or with all those all that group of guys that really had been in dirt late model racing they were lifers you could say one of them got that big money and it didn't uh, go to somebody who was just kind of like starting out, you know, that they deserved it. They put so many hours and hours in the racing going up and down the road. Uh, I, I, that's kind of what the angle was that I, I went with uh, when, when Donnie won that race. Yes, definitely. I like that. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's a, um, a, a, a good point to be made about uh, Donnie Moran winning. And I like that someone who really kind of, earned it throughout their career almost if you know um to get to that point and then win it so yeah good good perspective there robert what about you what's uh, um what do you recall about that that race in 2001 and uh, initial reactions to seeing uh last week's announcement i think that um you know looking back and thinking about that probably the first thing if someone says hey adore adore a million you were there at the first one if i close my eyes i see sparks you know, I see sparks of Donnie Moran just, just 
bouncing and just scraping off of off of turn two and then off of turn four lap after lap after lap and just sit, sitting there thinking can he continue you know to to do that can he continue to do that this entire race and of course don o'neill was kind of doing the same thing uh you know those two guys b- both led the race you're sitting there thinking which one of these guys can make it the, the longest and as it turns out you know it was it was donnie moran uh and i if i think back i, I don't remember uh steve smith running every lap quite as high of a line as uh donnie did but i, I definitely just you know those sparks flying lap after lap is one of the first things that obviously comes to mind to me and, and how entertaining that was um you know as a as a reporter you know i was there covering it along with todd for uh, national dirt digest and as a reporter a couple of things really stand out uh i think that todd's plan and you know he can we, we can kind of chat about this if you want to but his plan for the coverage was was kind of a, a unique process we wanted to this was different that we wanted we had a little supplement uh that that week afterwards the bonus coverage of the million we had as much coverage as we could possibly cram into the paper you know one of the things i remember and me and i remember me and todd talking about this how we would handle this and i actually i think it was my idea todd might it was kind of todd's idea but then i'm like we're like how are we going to handle it and that was kind of my idea of getting each driver's autograph after the race and putting it in the center section of the paper so you can pull out and i actually still have mine in my bedroom i can go lay my hand on it right now if you wanted me to like take a little break here but it and i'm how are we going to do that because we were not really in a hardcore digital age at the time so what we came up with was we're going to go to each driver as they come out of the race, fall out of the race, much like we do now with with our driver interviews of every driver that starts a World 100 in the dream. But we're going to go to every driver with an index card and get them to sign it. And then and then Todd took that index card and he had to scan it and then he laid it on top of the photo. And, and it, oh, it's just a it's a beautiful piece. If you still have National Dirt Digest from that from that week and you have that framed or something i'd love to see it because mine's not framed i just still have it in my bedroom where i can get to it it's a wonderful piece and it's it's it was great reporting i think i i actually covered uh, the third place finisher after the race which was scott bloomquist i remember waiting a little i remember c- kind of waiting after um everybody kind of fanned out and, and he had finished his autographs and you think that going in there that he's going to be upset he's going to be disappointed because you know bloomquist this was his race in his mind i think this was a, a situation where he deserved in his mind he deserves this race he is the best there is and, and he should win this race he finished third i went into his uh toter home his, his truck there and he was changing and i sat there and talked to him for a while and honestly he just didn't even seem upset uh you know he talked about the inversions i think and how you know the inversions are always out to get him maybe 
but beyond that, he just didn't he didn't seem uh, upset about finishing third in this race. It was kind of a ho hum ho hum deal, and I was very surprised at that. I was very surprised that that Scott wasn't more um, irritated or mad or put off about you know not even wanting to talk. It wasn't like that at all. We sat and talked for probably a, a good. 20 or 30 minutes just about the race and about the weekend about what it meant what it would have meant to to win you know um so i just feel like uh that, that those are the things that stand out to me the coverage that that we put together at national dirt digest which of course todd uh, you know spearheaded and and i just kind of added what i could add and then talking you're watching moran and and o'neill thrill the crowd and then talking to Scott after the race and him just not being terribly bummed. You know, I was I was very surprised at that. And those are the kind of things that I that's what I remember from that race. I don't remember much else, but that's those are the things that stick out. And as far as when I heard the announcement of this one coming up, I wasn't surprised. Uh it's been two decades. It's been too long. We should have we should have done this the second year that Tony Stewart owned it. I know I don't think the facility was necessarily ready for that just yet, but now that we've got uh, all of these upgrades, more concrete, more, uh, you know, the infield uh, center that is, I mean, everything is better. The infrastructure is better. Um, more camping, it seems like. It, it seems like there's more and more and more, and it is time. It's past time to have this race. So I wasn't surprised at all. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I, like Todd said, I assume that the second the second place money is not going to be five hundred thousand dollars, of course. But, you know, it's going to be more, I would assume. And so I, I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it was just uh, it was it was overdue. And it seems doesn't it seem like uh, it just fits in perfect with all the announcements that we've had over the last six weeks with everything that's been going on with the race season coming up. It's almost like we can't even celebrate thanksgiving and christmas with all these announcements that are coming out as we anticipate 2022 so uh i just think it's going to be a, a a crazy year and i'm not it's probably going to the year is probably going to fly by if we get all of these events in it's just going to be that kind of kind of season coming up yeah it's definitely been a, it's, it's it's the anticipation for next season the whole season but definitely for the adora million is going to be huge but uh terrible things I'd, I'd love to see that uh that special edition pullout or, or you guys were talking about, uh, or you were talking about there, Robert, that y'all did you and Todd and you guys. Um, and, uh, uh, that'd be awesome. I think, uh, not right now. Don't go get it. But, uh, and the other things, the, uh, the rest of the payout, I think Kevin was doing some snooping around while we were, uh, uh, while you were talking and found it, found the rest of the payout there. And, um, Todd, I'm gonna let you talk on it since you're the one who brought it up. Just kind of some of your thoughts there. Uh, if you want to kind of mention that, what we're looking at and, uh, some thoughts on it. Yeah, a uh, uh, hundred thousand for a second, so twice as much, which is good. Fifty for third, and really the big thing, you know, five thousand to start or five thousand twenty-two to start, uh, which gives you know a lot of guys, you know, probably a number of guys, you know, one of their bigger paychecks of the year. Some of those guys who who may end up uh, uh, getting in the race, and and I do notice they they it looks like playing twenty-four starters, which I like. Uh, I think they, you know, the world and dream have crept larger. I guess they started 28, 30, 32 sometimes. Uh, I like the 24 car starting field myself. 
Um, one other thing, uh, I wanted to, uh, one of my favorite quotes all time during late model racing. So before the original million at the, the world 100, which would have been, I guess a month or so before the first million, Bill Fry gave one of the great quotes of all time. He said, uh, uh, we've taken the biggest race in the country and turned it into hot laps for the million. Um, you know, he said that at the world 100 and it was, it was funny because definitely they had a huge car count for that. And everybody was definitely focused on the million. Um, and we're going to have that in some way again this year, you know, there's going to be a hyper focus on this race. Guys are going to be, uh, maybe not racing as much in the spring if they get, as they get ready for this, people are going to be wanting to have their best car ready for that, uh, for, for, for the million this you know, in 2022. So, uh, that, that is, you know, that anticipation and that, uh, you know, that's tricky as a driver because you want to kind of treat it as just another race in some ways. Uh, so you don't put too much pressure on yourself or whatever, but, but it's going to be almost impossible. The drum beat for this race, uh, you know, with lots of other big rich races earlier, uh, before that in the season, uh, but that million will be laying out there and people are going to be, uh, um, you know, plotting what they're going to do, how they're, uh, how they'll get ready, what car they're going to drive, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it is, uh, that is one part of it is the anticipation for these teams. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that and, and who the hottest drivers are before that. Cause in some ways that puts more pressure on, uh, on those guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. And one thing's interesting we haven't mentioned is the scheduling of this, the actual, uh, you know, when it's going to happen. Um, the original Eldora Million uh, was replaced the dream that season, I, I believe is, uh, is is how it worked out, correct? Um, this is not replacing the dream. Uh, Kevin, why don't you give us some perspective on that, how that weekend, that week, <laughs> another week at Eldora, yay, is going gonna, is gonna to look. Yeah, they're, they're just doing it exactly. It's going to be another four-day deal. Uh, like it was with the, the double dreams this uh, this year, where um, they'll run Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday. Uh, which uh, I'm not I'm not exactly sure um, how they're doing the qualifying. It looks like they're doing something different with the qualifying night on Wednesday. I mean, so far it looks from from what it says on their on their website, they're going to do tournament style qualifying. Uh, which I guess would be like A, B, C. I'm not even sure exactly. Just like separate qualifying races uh, uh we don't have much details on that but there's a twelve thousand dollars to win thousand to start uh these qualifying features that they're gonna i, I don't it doesn't seem like it's just going to be a normal uh you know split field deal on uh, on thursday it looks like something different's happening there but um I, I will that we'll have to wait to see exactly uh how, how the details are on that but the the thing that i'm i mean if there's if you can't be can't complain about a million dollar race obviously it's great but uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the Thursday night being the race, the million dollar race on a Thursday night. Uh, and then the, the dream pet, which will pay $128,000 to win next year uh, on Friday, Saturday. I mean, I feel like the million should be the headliner on Saturday. Uh, because geez, I mean, like a guy wins a million dollars. I mean, this a guy will win a million dollars on Thursday, and that literally is old news less than 24 hours later because they're just going right back to running uh, for the dream the next day. But I mean, I understand. I'm sure, like some of the reasons why they're doing it. Um, uh, I mean, I, you have to figure that 
they probably are maybe they because they don't want the people buy to buy tickets for the dream. I don't know if it's ticket situation or I mean, just playing Thursday night. More people can watch this race. There will be more people that can watch it on flow racing on a Thursday night than on a Saturday, uh, at least at home. I mean, everybody obviously can watch it on their phone no matter what racetrack they are. But there's a lot more pe- race fans in the country that will be at racetracks and doing their own racing on Saturday than there will be when they're just running on a, if they run this on Thursday. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, man, Thursdays when that was, wasn't that like the big day for primetime television, you know, back in the day and NBA Seinfeld, everything's on, right. On, on Thursday night. Cause people are usually home uh, to watch it. So I guess you probably could get a better viewership on the Thursday. So uh, that that's in, in it also, maybe even they could bring in some other people, maybe some sprint car guys that want to get in there and uh, get a ride for the million. Maybe they can jump in and, and run the race if they get a if you put something together. Well, they couldn't do that on the weekend. And, and of course, Kyle Larson will be able to run this race on a Thursday. I'm not sure that NASCAR schedule if Saturday if he'd be able to run the Dream Two that uh, next year. But uh, I'm, I'm sure he can run the Thursday. Uh, so and you know, hope he, he's. I'm sure every race, every late model driver is probably out there. Please don't take our million dollars for that race, though. Uh, if you want to want to pick a race, go pick another race. So we don't. We we got one shot at a million dollars, you know. Uh, so don't uh don't take our money. But you know, it, it's it's possible he's gonna he'll he'll win it all door in a late model eventually. So <laughs> that could be the one. You know, uh, Kevin, I was kind of thinking the the same thing about the viewership Thursday night. You know, it's it's everybody has a chance to watch uh, as far as in the racing world, of course. You know, I think that is a, a great time. And I, I kind of agree slash disagree with you about about it being old news on Saturday. Uh, it might be old news for us reporters who have to go on and report something else. But it's still that week, that weekend, somebody's leaving there with a million dollars. I think that's still going to be the hot topic for a week or so, a week or so until we get to another race, you know, that that pays something. But after we leave there, I think it's still going to be, you know, that's going to be the big news when we leave there. Somebody just picked up a a million dollars. Heck, they might not even want to race the next year. They might even just, they might choose to party all through the next uh, three days, you know, and drink bush lattes or whatever uh, through through the rest of the weekend. You never know. Yeah, I, well, I would imagine too. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there, Robert. You know, certainly it doesn't become like I'm not, not going to blow this off. I mean, they, that guy's got a million dollars. Whoever won, so it's going to be a pretty big deal for them. But uh, it, it is more of a reporter thing for me, for us, I think, because there's only so many hours uh, that will be in the day and in, in the overnight before. Uh, the next race starts up again on Thursday, on Friday. And we'll be like, man, we, we, we want to do this and this and this and that. And there's just, you know, that, that the shelf life again, like we say, like uh, of some stories doesn't last quite as long when another race comes up and supersedes that race already uh, of what happened. That that's, that's just our reporter uh, comp- complaint there. That's all that there's not going to, we usually have the, the biggest race of the week is on Saturday and there is, Nothing that's going to come right up on Sunday that's just going to blow that out of the water yet, you know, or uh, or, or or slow it down, I guess. So um, that that's just my complaint there. Yeah, it, it definitely makes it so that we can't do from a reporting perspective and content perspective as much as 
follow-up stories and you know interviews and and just all the stuff that we could do if you had the whole week afterward uh to, to get that stuff out there instead of having to turn around be starting the second what is usually the second biggest race of the year the very next day um you know it, it limits that so it's yeah i agree i see both sides there i'll also say at the dream this year the double dreams the i i was standing there in the uh, in the infield as they're the, the, you know, the heat race is getting ready to roll and what's usually a very, um, uh, tension field. And I say tension in a good way, like, um, uh, all the, the expectation, the, the hype, everything's coming to a head there, right. As uh, cars are getting ready to roll out on, uh, on, uh, for the first heat race on the, at the, the dream on Thursday last year. And I look around and I thought to myself, this isn't a very big crowd by Eldora standards. I didn't get it. Any other track in the, in the country, it's a big crowd. And I don't know exactly, but I would imagine the dream last year, the the Thursday dream, or this year, I'm speaking of the one we just had, was probably the least attended dream perhaps ever. I don't know exactly, but it could have been. Uh, you know, and then of course you had the biggest attended dream um, on Saturday because the crowd's just not it's not the same crowd on a weeknight that can get there. And I just do wonder if it's not going to have the same. I know there's going to be thousands of people all over the country, all over the world watching it on Flow. Um, you know, and that's great, but it, it might not have the same electricity, the same feel that you get at Eldora on Saturday when that place is packed out. And I do kind of agree with, um, with Kevin, uh, that I kind of, I mean, I get the reasons behind it and I'm sure that's part of what is making this deal happen, but it does kind of, you know, I, I hope, I, I hope it still has, I hope people still come out and pack that place. And maybe that's why they're doing it. Cause they think people will anyway on a Thursday, you know, and, and it still has that same feel. So that's uh, and I would I did want to say my um I didn't share a memory of the of the original Eldora Million and and um, I wasn't there but I do have a memory and what I remember is we were at the Alabama State Race at Phoenix City East Alabama Motor Speedway in Phoenix City in 2000 when it rained out uh, and they rescheduled it for 2001 and Ronnie Johnson came to uh, to the state race and I, I wish I'd looked this up I don't even remember if he won it or what but I just remember my dad pointing him out and saying. Um, that he uh, that he's there because the Eldora Million rained out, and uh, and that was my connection to the Eldora Million. What you got, Todd? That's funny, Joshua, because my my distinct memory of that that October 2000 million is a dooming forecast. I mean, there, you just felt like, what are we doing? But I'm driving up from North Carolina, and I am in Kentucky at the uh, Berea exit, and Ronnie Johnson blows by me going the other way, and I'm like wait a minute so of course i stop and get on the payphone and uh, indeed find out that it's rained out uh but yeah ronnie johnson will be the first guy to get to another track although he's probably still the last guy to, to phoenix city that weekend but that's funny that uh, he ended up there yeah yeah that's, that's a funny story i just made my day hearing that but uh so one, one other thing I want to do before we uh, move on from this, because there will be plenty of talk about the Eldora Million um, in the future and, um, you know, certainly as it gets closer to time. But uh, I think we should just go ahead, go ahead and go around here and each of us go ahead and pick the winner uh, who we think is going to win. it. I know it's early and if we decide to change our minds come June and the, all the preview stuff and making picks. But uh, I want to know who, uh, who the early favorite is. And uh, uh, Kevin, I'll go ahead and start with you on that one for the first one. I think um, there's a obviously some very good uh, op, uh, options here. I think one guy won three out of the four uh, races at Eldora this year and Brandon Overton, but I'm going to go with the other guy who won that other one. I will say Jonathan Davenport. I'm like, I bet you Jonathan Davenport 
his eyes lit up when he saw one million dollar, a million, uh, you know, another Eldor million when he knew that was happening a few days ago. I mean, he's probably I mean, because his whole crew always says that as soon as he he loves Eldora like no other track. I mean, that that Jonathan Davenport just I mean, there's something about Eldora and, and it's when that Eldora week comes up, he goes in another mode. I mean, they, they the guys in the crew says he will. He, he nitpicks every little thing because he wants everything to be so perfect for Eldora. And, um, you know, how he hugs that the, the backdrop all the time, too, after he wins and stuff. So I can imagine that there will be no, I mean, there's a lot of guys are already thinking about it. Certainly, uh, it's, it's it'd be a, a, a career for a lot of guys. And but I, I just I just have a feeling it's going to be Jonathan Davenport. And you look, he didn't get to run the Eldora million back in 2001. Uh, I think I believe he back in then he had been more of a of an asphalt guy. I don't think he really was. He might have just been starting to dabble into the late model, I mean, into the dirt stuff. Uh, he he didn't uh, he wasn't running a dirt late model all over the place. That's for sure where he would have been able to go to Eldora. Um, and the same with Brandon Overton and and Tim McCready and Brandon Shepard and uh, and Devin Moran and oh you know Bobby Pe- all these guys that are the biggest names now did not run the Eldor million. I mean, look, like uh, I think I mentioned in fast talk that two of the guys that did that, that led the race were Donnie Moran and Don O'Neill. And now this, their kids that will be running it. I mean, I think Hudson was, what was a year old when, when they had that, not even maybe, or not even a year old. I don't think when they had the first Eldor million, Devin was a little, little uh, brat up there in the stands running around. Right. You know, like, uh, uh, when they had that one. So here, there, it's kind of come full circle, new generation of, uh, of guys. And, you know, you look down that list of 24 guys that were in the Eldor million in 2001. And I mean, I come up with maybe three that really have a better than average chance, I think of even making this one now. So, uh, it's, it's, a it's, it's a big turner turnover. And, uh, so I think those guys that had, that weren't in that race last time, uh, are going to be itching to get their chance at an Eldor million now. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a new generation of racers that are going to get their chance to be part of it. And maybe that's what this thing uh, becomes is every you know, so often enough that uh, each generation kind of gets their shot at it. And some of the guys that kind of fall in there just right get two shots at it, perhaps. Uh, Todd, what about you? What's an uh, uh, early favorite for Eldora Million next year? Well, I like to be different, but I, I like Davenport, too. He's 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 the hunch, the name that jumps out at me in it. And in all honesty, and I won't, I won't name a bunch of names because Robert will get mad because I name other drivers. But I think if you gave me five drivers, I'd feel pretty good about one of those five guys winning. It's we have we are in a little bit of an era. Eldor can be different, and the surface can surprise people a little bit occasionally. But we have gotten to the point where there's so certain guys that are so good in the long distance races there that I think we can kind of narrow it down a little bit. And if and if somebody outside that four or five drivers can win it, it'll be all the more exciting, you know, if somebody can knock those guys off, you know. But uh, I'm with Kevin. Davenport is my would be my first uh, first. That's the first name that popped in my head for sure. Yeah, it's uh, I, I can imagine a lot of people are all kind of in that same uh, train of thought there. What about you, Robert? What's uh, who's your early pick? I was leaning. Honestly, I was leaning towards Davenport as well, uh, you know, but uh, since they've since they've dissected that well enough, uh, I will just throw out a couple of, of other questions 
is this the type of race that brings a, a Billy Moyer back to Eldora? Is it? I mean, think about it. I mean, that would be wonderful. And is there anyone out there, just for the sake of nostalgia, that can put Steve Smith, who still races, in a competitive ride and get him back to Eldora? That's a must. Car owners, car owners out there, get Steve Smith back in a competitive ride. The most well-known runner-up in the history of auto racing. Get him back in a competitive ride. Get him to Eldora. See if he can get in this field. Uh, and somebody tell Billy Moyer to not sell all of his equipment until this race is complete. That's and I'll lean towards Davenport for the original question. That's what I got there. <laughs> All right, almost almost unanimous uh, on the picks there. Um, I'll say uh, I, I really thought this went over, and, and maybe it's just because he's fresh on uh, my mind uh, after winning two two weekends in a row. Uh, but I'm going with Chris Madden. He's a guy that has been really really good at Eldora through over the years. Um, he obviously doesn't have a crown jewel win there, uh, and I know he really really wants to get one. And he's um, after talking to him at Sonoma. Um, you know, and, and him kind of talking about where his team was and how they kind of built through this year, and now they're going into an offseason. It wasn't wasn't a great year. He won some good races and had some good runs, um, but overall he had some some struggles. But um, he really thinks he's going to have his one of his best years ever next year uh, as that team continues to come together and has another offseason uh, for him to get his program where he wants it. Uh, I it wouldn't surprise me at all for him to be one of one of the top drivers next year and to uh, to go over the, to go to Eldora and win. Uh, the El Eldora million. So um, be interesting to see for sure. And I will say one other thing. I'm, I didn't pick him, um, but uh, Brandon Overton was at Southern Raceway, my home track in Milton, Florida this past weekend. Uh, you may have heard he did win the 20,000 there, but was in line for to get his pit pass. Um, and we were standing there near him whenever the announcement went uh, went out at 5, 5 p.m. Central time. And uh, yeah, his eyes lit up. Uh, I think he may have already kind of caught, caught wind a little bit of that was going to be happening, but uh, to see it officially announced, um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty cool moment to be standing there whenever it was officially announced to see him, um, have that, uh, you know, reaction. And, uh, I, I are we going to catch some flack for the fact that none of us picked him <laughs> perhaps, but, um, anyway, well, one other thing real quick, we're gonna move on, move on for the door million, spend a lot of time talking about it and we will in the future, but real quick, uh, I want to go around and each of us predict a car count for the Eldora million. Just you don't have to don't uh, we don't need a whole lot. Just a, a quick car count prediction. Uh, Todd, I, I see you unmuted, so you must be ready to to, to give your pick. I'll let you go first. When I say 91 cars. I, I don't think it'll be dramatically different than what we've seen for the Dream and the World recently. Kevin, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, how about 87? I'll go go right on that area because there's there's going to be so many races. There's going to be a lot of big races. Uh, all before that, I mean, there's two fifty thousand dollar win shows in the two weeks before that race at the Show Me and then in West Virginia too. So, uh, I I can't see it. I mean, we're not getting two hundred thirty five. I'm not sure. Maybe we get a hundred, but I'll just go eighty seven at this point. We we'll have to see how everything goes too. Let's think about the tire supply too. You know, like maybe who knows what it'll be back at that point. Let's let's see. Maybe if that figures out, maybe you know figures it out a little bit better. And then maybe we'll have a little bit more. Yeah, a lot of factors for sure. What about you, Robert? What you got? 
Well, you know, I'm not sure that if the first two picks have actually tempered my pick or not, but uh, I mean, I wasn't going to like say 200, but I'm going to say it's going to be over 100. Um, I'm just going to throw out 131. Oh, wow. Well over 100. That's a, a bold pick. I, I could see this going either way. Like the the, the mid-level guys, do they want to be a part of this? Do they, you know, is, is it historic enough for them to, you know, really to plan, you know, spend the money and the time and uh, time away from home and, and the guys that have jobs, uh, you know, outside of racing? Um, those are the guys you need to have a really big car count. And I, I don't know. I don't have, have a feel yet. I really think they will want to come and be a part of it. And if that is the overall um, you know, if that's how they are, then I think it could get over a hundred and maybe up pushing, uh, you know, 120, I don't know about 130. That'd be a lot. Um, but then I could see it going the other way and it not like those guys just being like, I don't, I don't really have a chance of winning it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to spend the time and money to go up there. Um, I think it, I mean, again, I don't, I don't really know, but I'm, my gut says it's going to be on the positive side of that. And I'm going to go 103 on the car count. Um, is my prediction. So we'll have to uh, keep those written. We'll write those down somewhere. And uh, when it, you know, whenever it comes time, we'll see how, uh, how accurate we actually are. So uh, yeah, a lot going on excitement there. And it's sure, surely going to be something we talk about a lot in the, in the, in the weeks and months ahead until we get to June. Uh, but in the meantime, we had some racing this hey, past week. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I yep. just wanted to throw this out. I'll be offering a chili dog bonus for every driver that can show up there to, potentially get that car count up chili dog bonus see me at the uh at the next million okay who needs show up money when you can get a chili dog so <laughs> anyway so with uh the big news of eldora that really took up our our show this week uh obviously and, and and we'll be talking a lot more about that in the future but uh definitely big news uh, i think we'll go ahead and roll into one more thing uh our final segment every every week where we go around and each say one thing that uh stood out to us from the previous week news-wise, results-wise, whatever it may be. Uh, and I will start with Robert on this one. Robert, what do you have for one more thing? I just, uh, even though I was, you know, I watched a lot of the races that we had on flow and was keeping track of, of everything um, on that was streaming this weekend, I really took notice of Ronnie Johnson uh, picking up his fourth gobbler win uh, this year. That gobbler was uh, at Boyd Speedway, where historically it was at the old Cleveland, Tennessee Speedway that is now no longer there. But uh, if anybody has gone, I didn't watch the race itself. I just watched the interviews with Ronnie Johnson, you know, Hall of Famer. Uh, I watched those interviews afterwards, and he was really choked up. And, of course, this race also honored his father, Joe Lee Johnson who was a former NASCAR driver with a short career in NASCAR, but who we all know down here uh, for being the promoter at Cleveland Speedway, longtime promoter who's well-liked in the, in the industry. And that race honored his dad. And I thought it was very interesting that if you watch that interview, Ronnie Johnson in that interview got really choked up, but he said that all he ever wanted to do was make his mother and father proud of him. And this is, uh, you know, this is a guy who's in the twilight of his career that is getting emotional saying that and then thanking his wife, of course. And, man, I just uh, it was just a great, great moment, I thought, uh, for for our sport, for Ronnie Johnson to win that race. You know, it was his fourth one, but it was his first since like 1996 or something. So uh, this is a guy who's had longevity, uh, who's still at it, who still appreciates what it's like to win a race. And uh, and then still 
you know, wants to make sure people know that he's appreciative of the people who helped get him there. So I just thought it was a, a great moment. Yeah, definitely a, a big night for Ronnie Johnson and a cool moment for uh, for the sport in general. That was really uh, really cool to see there, uh, Ronnie Johnson getting back in victory lane and a pretty big race. It was a good field, a biggest car count I believe of the weekend, and uh, a, a pretty solid field. Uh, Todd, what about you? What do you have for one more thing? Yeah, the uh, Castro Flow Night in America uh, schedule was announced this week, and uh, it's a good one. Uh, lots of bigger money. The champion gets thirty thousand instead of twenty. Uh, for just that 12 race schedule and every race pays more this year than any race played last year and that's twenty two thousand and twenty two dollars for 11 of the races the last one is um all those are going to be on midweeks the first 11 the last one is on a saturday the peach state classic at sonoa which will go up to fifty three thousand and fifty three. by the way just a little side here all these races with people putting different numbers and those three zeros at the bottom i'm i'm i, I struggle typing it i struggle saying it anyway okay that's just an aside anyway the flow racing schedule good one and 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 one important part of it is eldora speedway leads it off uh so they will uh they will become the hot laps for the million on uh, april 12th for that twenty two thousand twenty two dollar uh race for the first of the 12 races so that's a it's a cool schedule check it out on our website and uh, again all midweek races uh, except for that last one so uh as we talked about with the with the million you know lots of m- more eyeballs sometimes on those races because everybody's at home on tuesday wednesday and thursday i, I noticed what you noticed there todd with eldora uh date and thought the same thing well that'll be a big one because of guys wanting to come up there and make laps ahead of the eldora million so uh very interesting there and looking forward to watching all the castrol flow racing night in america events next uh next season kevin what about you what do you got for one more thing I'm going to mention a little bit more about the the Flow Racing Night in America uh, schedule that came out. Part of it, there's two nights that you'll notice in May that are uh, in the middle of May on uh, on Thursday, on actually Wednesday and Thursday, Spoon River Speedway and Lincoln Speedway, and then that's actually going to become a, a bigger. It's a, it's an Illinois Speed Week in the middle of the spring, so which will be pretty cool. They're going to run Friday night also at Farmer City. It's not a Flow Race Night. I mean, it, it'll be on Flow but it won't be a flow racing night in America point event uh, on Friday night at farmer city for 15,000 and then Saturday for 30,000 at, at Fairbury. So how about that for a, a nice little weekend uh, week of racing in the, in the middle of, uh, of Illinois, you know, you don't have to travel very far for any of them. They're good. Some really good tracks. I mean, spoon river, uh, biggest race they've ever uh, that'll be in the history of that race track. And, and for twenty two thousand and that twenty two dollars, right, Todd, <laughs> to win, uh, that's going to be a huge event for for Spoon River. I mean, and like every time I've been there in the last five six years, it's been good racing. So uh, that'll be something to look forward to. Uh, and and just as an offshoot of this, I mean, you see like that week of uh, of uh, big money races in uh, in the middle of, of dirt car UMP dirt car country. We had all these races have been all these other series and everything has been, you know, been seeing big money uh, explosions in their purses and their point funds. Haven't heard anything yet from the Dirt Car Summer Nationals. How about that? Will that go up? I mean, five thousand and ten thousand dollar races now for the Summer Nationals are looking a little smaller. I mean, they're going to that might I, I'm excited. I'm interested to see if we see a, in of a, uh, a little bit of a boost 
in what the summer nationals pays because if it's uh everything else has gone up and we haven't heard anything yet from the summer nationals i mean we don't have a schedule yet or anything either so i mean it's still going to be coming but uh i just that's a little offshoot of made me think about the summer nationals and what they might be paying next year you took uh you, you had multiple one more things there but you know what i'll allow it because you raised a very good point about the summer nationals that perhaps <laughs> We may uh, may make for a good offseason debate, um, you know, where that stands and uh, in, in, in going forward. So I'm very interested in seeing if that sees a bump as well, just like pretty much everything else across the board has seen, uh, um, you know, for next season. So uh, one, my one more thing, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but the uh, King of the Sandbox uh, event at Southern Raceway uh, in Milton, Florida, I was uh, involved in helping promote that event and put it on um, along with our uh, our local our, the, the local tr- the track owner. Um, the the Lowry family, but uh, I just was I was going to throw some perspective out there on how that went. It was my first, uh, I guess, my first step into race promotion. Uh, and although we didn't have uh, a very good turnout at all on the car count, um, uh, the number there, I think we started with we had 15 on Friday, 18 on Saturday. We had two locals that put new motor or built motors and put them in uh, for um for the event and blew up on practice thursday so i'm gonna say we had 20 cars there uh which is still disappointing even when you you do it that way um but uh overall we had a really really quality field uh especially for anything southern raceway has ever seen with the number one or well i guess he's not number one what number one at the time but the the most of the season number one driver brandon overton being there uh one of the best uh, up and coming drivers, young drivers and uh, potential in the future drivers and Ashton Winger. That was our two winners. Overton won Saturday. Winger won uh, the $5,000 tune up on Friday. And then we had uh, multiple regional uh, champions, uh, Peyton Freeman, the Southern All-Stars, uh, Max Blair, the ULMS and uh, Chad Thrash, Mississippi State Series. So in my book, it was a, uh, a, a good field. We did well with the attendance and made it a successful event. Um, and, uh, but definitely learned a lot. And I, I'll say the coolest moment, this is really what I'm getting at is one, my one more thing is watching, uh, 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 local driver, Milton, Florida, um, uh, driver who's cut his teeth at Southern raceway, grew up racing there, um, made his first super late model appearance. He got a, got a, a new race car, a new to him race car and, and motor, uh, just because we booked was, we made this event he decided to take the step up to super late model racing. Uh, comes out in his first, uh, not his first laps, but first competitive laps in a super late model, uh, and he sets the track record on Friday. That's Bo Slay. Uh, on he, fortunately things didn't go well for him in his heat race um, uh, there Friday night, but uh, he backed it up again Saturday night by resetting um, the track record, going even lower, uh, and then he had a, a much better run uh, throughout the night Saturday, winning his heat race, holding off Brandon Overton to win his heat race. And then he led some laps. Um, I think he led the first 12 laps of the feature before getting kind of caught up in traffic and Overton got by him. And then he finished his third, um, uh, in the actual race. So pretty cool to see that. And that's, um, like I said, with all that happened, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I could write a book on how uh, stressful running an event is and putting it on and promoting an event. And perhaps, uh, one day I will, and that's just off of one event, but, uh, for all that we went through and dealt with and, and went, um, you know, the stress of it, just seeing that was pretty cool. And seeing how the, how the crowd reacted to a local driver, track, one of the track favorites uh, doing that was was pretty cool. So anyway, um, I guess that's going to do it for this week's uh, episode of the podcast. Oh, Robert wanted to throw something else out there. Go ahead, Robert. Yes, I wanted to respond to Todd's uh, comment about the numbers at the end of the uh, the purses. If uh, for someone who has who spends most of the summer going blind looking at at these schedules you know um on our on our web page for you promoters out there 
the way you get your event at the top of our schedule is by adding a few dollars because on the web page it actually is is formatted to put the most expensive race at the top so there's just a little trick to drive todd crazy and to get your race at the top just keep adding a few not like thousands of dollars just a few dollars to get more than the next guy and bam you're at the top of the list just want to throw that out there I think we should consider changing that to where it has to be the thousand. They all, if they're in the same thousand, they're just ranked alphabetically or something. So the promoters at least have to put a, another thousand on it. But uh, yeah, very, uh, very uh, good, useful tip there uh, for race promoters. And perhaps if I do another event, I'll keep that in mind there, Robert. But uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this week's uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody. Hope you have a great week. And uh, we will be back next week to have another episode. Have a good one.